hello and welcome to the World of Emotions and the Emotion-Focused Podcast, a series all about emotions, how they work for us, how sometimes seemingly they don't work for us, and how we might understand that and maybe be able to do something about it. I'm Lou Cooper. I'm your host. I'm based in Melbourne and Australia. And in this series, I'm joined by people from around the world who have dedicated a significant proportion of their working lives to the exploration of emotions. Everything that you hear is informed by emotion theory and emotion-focused therapy. There are many different ways that people choose what podcasts they listen to. Some people, and this might be you, some people are very systematic. They choose a series and they start at episode one, then two, then three, and so on, until they've run out of episodes and they subscribe and wait for some more. Maybe they get bored or maybe they just stop when that series finishes. And then there are other people that pick and choose. And you may be one of those people who is listening right now because you relate to the title of this episode, I Don't Feel Anything. And hopefully in the next little while, we will be able to give you some insight into that experience. And to do this, it gives me much pleasure to introduce Kurt Renders, who is a clinical psychologist, person-centered and emotion-focused therapist who lives and works in Belgium. Kurt is the coordinator of a four-year postgraduate program in person-centered and emotion-focused therapy at the Catholic University in Leuven in Belgium. And Kurt has a special interest in complex trauma, which may actually come up during uh, this episode. Kurt, greetings. Hello. Hello, Lou. How are you? I'm very well, and it's lovely to speak to you on this podcast. Yeah, it's lovely to be here. So how is it that some people don't feel anything? Well, a lot of my clients or people I meet, some people I meet, might say, I don't feel anything right but of course that's just a quick way of saying i'm having trouble feeling my emotions right so when people first of all when people say i don't feel anything i always doubt whether that's actually really the case maybe they haven't paid attention to what they feel or maybe they only attend to their feelings or their bodily feelings when their body um, explodes or when it screams and not when it whispers, right? So it's like, um, it's a bit of a tricky thing when people say, I don't feel anything. Because you don't necessarily believe that, but you're not going to say that to them. I mean, that is the person's experience. I, I, yeah, I usually don't say I don't believe you, right? Huh. I usually don't say that unless when I do, but, uh, but that's when I know people for a longer time and I can, I can be silly and make jokes, right? So then I might say, well, I don't quite believe you, right? But that's, mm -hmm. uh, that's a different thing. 
So yeah, I I do not believe that people cannot cannot feel anything, right? It's it's a bit like when I was a child, I uh, sometimes was very annoyed, you know, and I didn't know what to do and I didn't know what to play with. So I was like kind of a little bit annoyed. So I asked my mother, who was always around, I said, What are you thinking, mom? And she goes like, I'm not thinking anything. And I'm like, that's impossible. <laughs> well, why is that why is that impossible? Because you always think something. No, I don't think anything. Yeah, you just tell me that you don't think anything. So when you say I don't think anything, you think this. So that's something, right? So it kind of started up started from from there, I think, right? That would have been very um interesting, annoying, I don't know, frustrating for your mother, Kurt. <laughs> I think it was very frustrating for her. Yeah, I was always pushing her boundaries, right? Um, also with other things. But anyway, it's it's not the podcast to discuss this, I think. <laughs> we'll save that for another time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when people say, I don't feel anything, I tend to not believe that, right? Because I think you always feel something, but you don't attend to what is there or you don't have a way of attending to what is there right okay can we can we take those two things separately one you said you don't attend to what is there that you don't listen you don't have an awareness mm-hmm. or you don't know how to do that because they're kind of two separate things so if someone doesn't listen to their emotions how come well of course I think it, it must be very known that when people have difficulty feeling their feelings or attending to their feelings, it has, usually it has something to do with their with their upbringing, right? With with the environment that they were brought up uh, in. So if 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 as a little child you didn't have like parental figure, a mother, a father, or somebody else who kind of helped you to attend to your feelings, if there was no what we kind of call effect attunement, then you don't learn uh, what's in there, right? So if you, for instance, as a child or as a baby, you you cry and you cry some more and nobody's going to come over and listen to you or do something to soothe you or to ask you, so what's happening there, right? Oh, are you sad? Are you hungry? So there's like this parental figure who tries to guess, I think, what's happening with you, right? So if you if you missed a lot of that kind of interaction, um, it's easy to start to dismiss your feelings or what your body is trying to tell you because apparently it doesn't it doesn't matter it doesn't give you what you need so you start to just dismiss feelings and bodily sensations and stuff like that and you start to be very much cognitively organized right so you you go to your thoughts and your your right ratio to to explore the world and to make sense of the world and not anymore to your feelings. Does that make sense? Or Yeah, that makes sense. So I guess that's one group of people that never learnt about emotions or never had any emotional role models, I guess. And then is there another group 
who are people that did have that, but at some point, for some reason, they they lose that connection with their emotions or they stop for some other reason? Yeah. Is there an, there's another group? There might be different groups, actually, but maybe that, that group, what you're talking about, it's more like, in my experience, it's more like trauma-based, like they did have um, a primary caretaker who was attuned to them, but then something happened, right? Maybe they got bullied a lot or they had some other trauma. And then they kind of were silencing themselves or interrupting themselves. Or So you don't see what I do with my hands, right? Because um, we don't have video here, but when I say silent... What are you doing? Well, what I'm doing is like I have like in my left hand, I have this... This is the image of the um, of the little boy who gets bullied and is very much um, afraid and maybe uh, scared and and sad, and then he gets bullied some more because he's weepy and he uh, maybe his peers find him girly or whatever, and so there comes an, another part of him that kind of comes over. So that's my right hand, right? It kind of comes over the the left hand where his experiences and his feelings are and they kind of cover it up they silence him so it's more like a part that says shh don't go there it's not safe it's better not to to um to express emotions to let them see that you're hurt because it's going to hurt more so if you do that a lot right then then you also start not feel anything anymore or at least silence yourself when something uh, emotionally comes up. Because emotions have, have come to mean, you know, danger. They've come to mean danger. They have uh, come to mean like you're, you might be a laughing stock or something like that, right? So, yeah, yeah. So from your experience working with people who don't feel anything, What's life like, not feeling anything? It is sometimes comfortable. It's not always very bad because you can do your work and you can bring the children to school and you can take care of them. And so, so there's, a, there's a certain degree of comfort, uh, being comfortable. Um, with your life but then also it's like it can feel like a lot of times it can feel very shallow so people can be very their relationships are not very deep people sometimes uh, don't want to be friends with them don't want to be in a relationship with them because it tends to be very boring sometimes they are not engaging. Uh, so, so if you if you don't feel anything, that means you cannot use your emotions. It's almost like you're watching a movie, but there's no soundtrack. It's like you you lack the soundtrack of your life, and you can you can watch the movie without the soundtrack. Have you ever done that? Have you ever tried to watch a movie without the soundtrack? Yeah, it's okay to a point. It's okay to a point because, you know, it doesn't even make noise, right? So it's, you can watch it everywhere. But 
but it's um, but you you kind of need the soundtrack to 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 feel the deeper meanings or the 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 zest of life as you can call it right so it's like those people usually miss out on a lot of fun they may they might also they might you know they say to me yeah but i miss out on a lot of pain as well and i say yeah fair enough so that's why you started covering up what what your pain and your feelings right so you 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 don't want to feel the pain but then it's like the price you pay is you also don't feel the fun or the energy or the zest of life right Emotions are not like cereal, right? It's not like in the morning you go to your cupboard for breakfast and you think, oh, what kind of cereal do I want? You can't just pick one and and leave out the other. So it's like uh, they're all there or, uh, or, or, none of it, or none of them are there, right? So it's like uh, you can't choose just to live without the pain and just be happy and funny and joyful all the time. So you need to be having a very interesting breakfast in order to be having that fun, right? Well, you know, there's nothing wrong with eating cornflakes all the time, but, you know, I'd rather have some other things for breakfast. So if someone comes to you, Kurt, saying, I don't feel anything, I'm worried, I don't know, you know, I've noticed that I don't feel anything, it's like life is like I'm watching a movie and I'm not really in it. Mm -hmm. What do you do to help them get in contact with their emotions? I use all, all sorts of kinds of things. But, you know, this would be already really great if somebody would come in and say, you know, it seems like I don't feel anything and it's like I'm almost not completely there. I mean, then already they have a kind of a sense what's it like not to feel anything. So mostly people would say, you know, um, I would say something like, what's that like? You told me this and this and this of your life. You told me your, your wife is not happy with you or you struggle with addiction or whatever. What's that like for you? And they go like, I don't know. It's just like something I know very well. Okay. So what's that really like? Well, I don't know. I don't feel a lot. I don't feel, actually, I don't feel anything. Okay, so I would try to get inside the experience of not feeling anything. I would say stuff like, uh, so what is that like? So I would do like empathic conjectures a lot, like what's that like, not feeling anything? Is that like okay not to feel anything? Well, well, yeah, it's kind of okay, they say. And then I would say like, so I would use metaphors. I, so I, I tend to imagine for myself, what is it like for myself when I, when I have instances of not feeling anything? And then I usually think, ah, oh, that's usually when I'm bored, when I'm annoyed, right? So I would ask them, so this feeling of not feeling anything, so I already name it as a feeling, right? So this feeling of not feeling anything, is it like almost like the Zen Buddhist master who meditates and wants to let go of feeling and feelings and thoughts and wants to be kind of empty almost? Is it that kind of empty? Or is it like, 
more like the annoying, not so nice kind of MT. And then they go, yeah, it's the second one, right? <laughs> so, okay. so that would be one of the things that I would try. So in a way, that, that help is helping the person to acknowledge that it's not so, it's not so great in that space. Well, sometimes there are people that say, yeah, you know, it's like the empty of uh, the Buddhist monk. So I say, oh, okay. So, and so then I use, also I, 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 I think I took it from Jenlin, then I use this intervention, which I call like kind of a contrast intervention. So can you tell yourself I'm absolutely, completely fine with myself and see what comes up, right? I would say something like that. So it's like I help them to differentiate, right? To what is this empty kind of feeling? I learned this also with one of my friends. One of my friends is a very closed guy. And when I ask him, hey, how are you doing? And he, he tends to tell me, ça va, which is ça va is a French, like, it's okay. Because I live in, in Belgium um, but we have a lot of French influences. And uh, when you say, oh, okay, we say, ça va. And so I asked him, how are you doing? He said, ça va. And I said, so, so what kind of a ça va is that? And he says, you know, just ça va. And so I kind of joked with him and I say, I'm, I'm giving you a scale here, right? I'm giving you a scale. So there's a Sava 1 and there's a Sava 10. Sava 1 is really awful and Sava 10 is like, I never felt so good as this before. So now when I meet him and I ask him, how are you doing? He says, Sava. I said, what kind of a Sava? Is it a 3? Is it an 8? Right? So I'm, I'm joking with him. And sometimes I would do that with clients as well, like to differentiate. It's almost like, Instead of having an on and off switch, I would give them a, a volume switch. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're encouraging them to, to be more curious about actually what it is that they are feeling or not feeling. That's actually a really good uh, remark because I think that that is the emotion that I use almost constantly with clients and especially with these clients who supposedly don't feel anything. I am very curious about what that really is like. And I'm, I hope that they somehow incorporate that a little bit or introject my curiosity a little bit so that they can start be, being curious about their own experiences. So nothing is something. I think that's what you're saying, Kurt, or empty is something. I think empty is something. Empty is not just empty. It's like what kind of empty, right? <laughs> yeah. There's always something, I think, yeah. We could go on much longer, Kurt, but I'm, I'm hoping that we've given people an idea about how maybe you might be able to open the door mm -hmm, mm -hmm. through curiosity, maybe through asking questions of oneself or of someone else that might actually activate that spark of interest in what is happening inside a person. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Kurt, 
Thank you for your time. Thank you for joining me. I hope that's been useful to people that are listening and maybe um, having a sense that they're not feeling anything or they're not feeling as much as they would like to feel. Kurt, thank you. It was my pleasure. Kurt Renders is a clinical psychologist and person-centered emotion-focused therapist who lives and works in Belgium. And thank you for listening. If you'd like to find out more about this series, go to our website, emotionfocused.com. 